Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I am a famous TikToker. What's going on? Well. I have 16 followers. I thought you said 18. Is it 18? It's 18. Sorry. You said 18. I have 18 followers. That's a real number. I'm not joking with you. I have 18 followers on TikTok. I know. I know. It's a big deal. <laughs> he just used the hashtag old people doing young things which you recommended i should use i did yeah so you can follow us on tiktok at dynamite goat training co (laughs) check it out and by follow us he means follow him just me it has nothing to do with dynamite goat disney yeah every once in a while i'll post (laughs) something about a t-shirt design something about the podcast it's mostly me and my car making stupid faces mm-hmm. solid gold content again it's eight, pretty great eight, 18 followers it's making me laugh out loud so it's not a big deal hey i mean look guys i i don't want to be that guy that gets famous and changes okay so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm gonna stay who i am and not become a conceited tiktoker okay <laughs> i'm trying to think of how to make your name jenny from the block J- J- james ian from the block yeah Something yeah. about like uh, Jamesy from the block. I'm still, still I'm still Jamesy from the block. There you go. Used to live and now I something about TikTok. Oh oh. Something, 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 TikTok. <laughs> I'm still I'm still Jamesy from the block. Next yeah. thing you know, you're gonna be getting your button shirt. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that's the trajectory. That's not the word. <laughs> I thought you said button. <laughs> Shirt, and I was like, "What?" Get your button shirt. Saying, but insured, insured. (laughs) but insurance. Also, she really did that. (laughs) Hey, let's take a second. It's her valuable asset. J Lo insured her tush. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's a pretty tasty tush. Perfect tush. You know, she's fifty. More now, I think. Yeah, fifty plus. Yeah, because I remember hearing she was fifty and going, "Huh." Right, right. Yeah. And it wasn't real recently. Hey, you know who sucks musically? Who? J-Lo. No, she doesn't. Her music is so terrible. Well. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Okay. The music. Yes. She's a talent. Look, she's a talent. I'll give you that. She's a good dancer. She's a good entertainer. She's not not a good actress. actress. She's very pretty. She's basically very pretty. She's good in the cell. I thought you were going to say she's good in the sack. I, that's what well, I thought you were saying. She actually is good in the cell. But that's more of like, that's a good movie. That's a great movie. Like, how, just Vincent D'Onofrio being yeah, terrifying the How whole is time. that J-Lo? Why is J-Lo in the cell? She was also an anaconda, which was <laughs> mine and Josh's first date. Nice. By accident. I thought your first date was the Savage Garden yeah, concert. That's what no, I thought too. That was after. We went to see. But that was like your band, right? That was like the song kind of thing for you guys? Yeah. 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 What's this? Ch- cherry Kaula. <laughs> That's not the song, though. It's the other one. Truly, madly, deeply. I've been buying something, something. I don't. I can't dun, 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 sing. Dun, something and yeah. That's it. Yep. Spoiler alert. You're going to be doing a little bit of this later. Garden. What? Savage Garden? No. <laughs> 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 You're going to be doing a little Savage Garden. Oh, that's cool. Oh, 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 God. I just unplugged my head. <laughs> but it didn't stop your mic from working. You just can't hear yourself. Here we are. All right. Anyway, this just in. Thank God for saving Woo. us. It is 81 and cloudy at not Disneyland. 
and it's 78 degrees and partly cloudy at Disneyland. Well, All right. So same. About the same. <laughs> Before we start the main segment of the show, I want to remind everyone the Dynamite Goat Trading Co. is going strong. It's going true. We have the Everest design back as a listing on our Etsy shop. It is available once again. We had it for pre-sale. It did really good. Okay. It did really good. Now we have it available again. And also, for those who don't know, we have the Dynamite Goat main design. Our main logo is available in T and Raglan. So there you go. And we got more designs coming. They're oh. in the works. Oh, and the Everest yeah. design is available in t-shirts and hoodies. hoodies. That's right. Multiple colors, multiple sizes. I think from X, uh, extra small all the way up to 2XL. Is that right, Producer Ash? have some 3XLs too. Well, yeah. look at you. We're ready to go. Well, spring has sprung. Sure has. Hard. Oh, she's springing. She's sprung <laughs> out. Yeah. Lots of flowers, lots of life in the air. Yeah. And by life, I mean pollen that's making James sneeze all day long. Girl, you got to get yourself on good allergy meds. I know, man. What are you taking? Zyrtec? No. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. That's the non-sleepy stuff? Right. Okay, back to the show. I take it at night, though. Oh, okay. All and right. And well, if it that's... does make me sleepy, I don't even know it. That's what you want. It's great. So, yeah, Ashley, there's a lot of life out there. There's a lot of plants. A lot of plants. There's plants all over the place. I've got them. You've got them. Yeah. Your plants are my plants. That's why you've got them. Otherwise, you wouldn't have them. <laughs> Ashley is all green thumb out there. Every day, I'm like, so are you going to go dig in the dirt, Ashley? She's like, yeah. She's so excited. Get on her little outfit to go outside. I got to go feed my worms, she says. <laughs> or I got to go tend to my bee farm thing I'm building. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, texted you're... her earlier to see if she wanted any plants because I work at a school farm. Yep. And she said that she can't come pick them up because she is, quote, balls deep in her garden. Yeah, yeah. and I was. And unquote. she was, yeah. So today's theme is inspired by all those, by all those things Blah. we just said. And one of the things that is very clear when you go to Disney parks, especially Disneyland, is... The landscaping is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, just from the time you walk in the front entrance, that the whole Mickey flower bed is just so meticulously thought of and, and just well executed. So that's sort of the focus of today's episode is the the landscaping, all the plant life that's, that's incorporated around the park, uh, how many people are really involved in that. And I, I got some stuff to talk about that later. So is that is that basically what we're doing? Yeah, and some okay. cool info about what they're doing over at Epcot with Ooh. living with the land because we've yes. been there. Yeah, I mean it really is a huge part of Walt's original vision. Mm -hmm. You know, when he started the park, that was that was very important to him. You know, to have plant life. The whole Jungle Cruise route was basically created out of nothing. Mm -hmm. A lot of these plants were flown in from different parts of the world. Yep. And because it's sunny California, it worked for that climate. It, I mean, it is genius. And when it opened in 55, it's a lot different now than it was then. Mm -hmm. And but a lot of the stuff is still there, though. Yeah, totally. And it, it'll continue to grow and blossom. It's amazing, though, how many different types of 
um, like climates right. they have as you walk through the park. It feels like you're walking in and out of different climates. Totally. It's not, obviously. It's still no, but you're right, 78 and partly cloudy at Disneyland. But, but even, <laughs> you know, the front entrance has that big berm with the, the Mickey flower bed. And when you walk through the tunnel, oh, the tunnel, the left side, that's the right side. You, you know, you come into the, the main, main street area. It's like, it looks like a gorgeous turn of the century town with trees and right yeah i mean it's it's just so well done and, and then it, you hang to the left and yeah you hang to the oh, left yeah. you're in the jungle you're and then the jungle. you keep going and it's like frontier land yeah, the american yep. southwest and when you come back around to tomorrowland it's suddenly 10 degrees warmer yeah. and brighter and through new orleans square yeah. that it's kind of those like droopy yeah it feels weeping willow. even if it yeah. isn't it feels steamier it feels somehow like, like yeah. yeah totally for sure probably just from the water but whatever but yeah, that's all to say it's a huge part of the park. So let's get into it. Well, I did a bunch of research on the history and kind of Walt's vision for the landscaping at Disneyland. And we could, I mean, we're not even going to talk about the rest of Walt Disney World other than living with the land in a little bit. But I mean, you could talk for hours and hours about Animal I mean, Kingdom alone. They just had the, what was that? Yeah, the Epcot, the, the fest- flower. The flower yeah. festival. Something. There's a name for it, I but think yeah, it's Flower and Garden Festival, something like that. I'm probably Food and Flower. Bring that up. Flute. What'd you call? Food it? Flower Garden Festival. Food <laughs> Flower and Flower Festival. <laughs> yeah, they have Park Park. Park Park. One of my biggest uh, resources is an article by Jeff Curdy, who is a Disney legacy author, on the Disney Parks blog, and there's an article called Disney Gardens and Landscaping. So I was just reading this earlier. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I kept thinking I'm just going to take little snippets, but it's most it's almost completely word for word because yeah. it's actually really comprehensive. So let's dig in. Walt's vision of the Disneyland experience was to create a completely involving and realistic setting in which guests were a part of an encompassing show. To achieve the right effect, Walt said. <laughs> Our Disneyland landscape architects combined their talents with those of builders and maintenance personnel and created a believable and authentic scene of nature's own design. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Walt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The importance of landscaping trees, plants, and flowers in his amusement park idea was heavily influenced by Walt's love and appreciation of the great Tivoli Gardens, the park in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah. I've not oh. been there, but that sounds amazing. It's sounds really lovely. old. Yes. Uh, Walt visited the famous 1844 landmark. So, yes, it is very so, old. Look at the picture of it. I mean, it's, you know, like the oh, cute yeah. little animals yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's adorable. That's his rendition of that. Right. They have, like, the but, topiaries and the shapes of animals. But that yeah. was the inspiration for it. Yeah. Uh, so, he visited the park... Uh, in 1951 with his friend, TV personality, and Disney legend, Art Linkletter. It seems that Walt was incredibly impressed by how clean and organized the park was compared to the seedier, carnival-style amusement parks he was used to back in the U.S., wrote Leonard Kinsey in the Baltimore Post-Examiner. Linkletter recalled him furiously scribbling notes the whole time about everything from the gardens to the food to the chairs they were sitting in. When Disneyland opened four years later in 1955... It definitely bore a strong resemblance to Tivoli, from the perfectly manicured landscaping to the extensive use of waterways and intricate lighting. Nice. Uh, Special credit for the landscape design is due to Ruth Patricia Shellhorn, 
for her design of the formal Victorian plan for Main Street. So like you were talking mm-hmm. about, James. Yeah. Main Street, the town square, and the plaza. The trees and shrubs she selected in the spring of 1955 are still used. Wow. Little known in the Disney lexicon today, Shellhorn was a Los Angeles-based landscape architect known for the development of an indoor-outdoor style of living that came to be known as the Southern California look. (laughs) Yeah. More frequently given sole credit for the Disneyland Gardens is third-generation horticulturist Morgan Bill Evans and his brother Jack, who had landscaped the grounds of Walt Disney's Holmby Hills home, including the gardens that surrounded his backyard railroad, the Carrollwood Pacific. Hmm. In 1954, Walt asked Bill, how about you fellows landscape Disneyland for me? He says, we landscaped all of Disneyland in less than a year with a maximum of arm waving and a minimum of drawings. So crazy. <laughs> a Wikipedia side note on Evans. Um, in less than a year, Evans had transformed 80 acres of Anaheim orange groves into lush theme park attractions filled with exotic plants. One of the prominent pieces of the project's was landscaping the Jungle Cruise ride along the path of an artificial river, which Disney insisted be the best darn jungle this side of Costa Rica. <laughs> this section of the park included a canopy of bamboo, palms, and ficus trees. It's a ficus. It's a ficus. Uh, towering 70 feet tall. To create the appearance of exotic jungle branches, Evans planted walnut trees upside down, to give the appearance that their gnarled roots were branches. Nuh-uh. Yeah. That's nuts. There's a lot of crazy... Walnuts. Walnuts. There's a lot of old footage from that era of him and his team going around to different homes in Orange County and really just Southern California. <clears throat> like anyone that wanted to get their tree removed from their yard, he they would just go rip out a palm tree and go down the freeway mm-hmm. and take it to Disneyland. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The idea that like so weird. these houses in Southern California, there's people living in those houses now that don't even know that know. they once had a palm they tree yeah. yanked out of their yard and put in freaking Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were taken from like, yeah, freeways yeah. and just middle of nowhere. Because I mean, out in Anaheim in that, that area, it was, it was farmland. There was nothing out yeah. there. Bill's forthright approach and innate understanding of how landscaping fit into the art of placemaking was a talent that must have not only pleased Walt aesthetically, but was a godsend to his evolving design and construction of Disneyland. Evans quite simply knew how to use his medium for storytelling, which is, I'm just trying to really get at that. It's like the placemaking and the storytelling, it's so, like engrossing when you're there yes mm-hmm. uh, he was as much of an artist with living plants as sam mckim was with ink pen and paint or blaine gibson was with clay evans knew how to use his palette to inform and add to the overall story being told without his work taking center stage evans continued to craft disney's horticultural myth making uh nearly half a century thereafter and the last thing that i have um prepared comes from the same article actually and it comes from melody malmberg who wrote the making of uh, disney's animal kingdom theme park she recounts the three-part philosophy of the master landscaper bill evans Mm -hmm. and acknowledged um, him as a leader in their field the first consideration was guest comfort shelter and shade The second was screening visual intrusions, creating a berm, a ring of earth and vegetation surrounding the park to hide the real world. The sight line. 
or using strategic planting that camouflaged a building or electronics or lighting. The third principle was telling a story through landscaping, creating the right look for the setting from the mixed broadleaf forest of Tom Sawyer's Mississippi Riverbanks to the serene gardens of Japan. So cool. Yeah, and you know, we are touching a bit on Walt Disney World, but we're we're mostly focusing on Disneyland. So we will definitely revisit Walt Disney World as it is its own planet out there, as you've you well know if you've been there. Especially Animal Kingdom. My god, how impressive is that? Right. Whew. Okay. I have just some random throw throw some facts at you. Throw it at the wall, see what sticks. Huh? 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 Yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> The crew. These are my people. Like the I, A-game. The A-game, man. The people that are working behind the scenes. The the nighttime crew that comes in and makes the park look beautiful. Spotless. Yeah, so when you walk in the mornings, that steam mm-hmm. rising off the concrete. Disneyland sprawls across 541 acres of land in Anaheim, California. That's a lot for a very populated area. Those hundreds of acres are landscaped by Disneyland's uh, landscaping team consisting of a hundred cast members who work in landscape design, installation, and maintenance. A hundred cast members? Over a hundred. That still doesn't seem like enough. I know. I, I know. was thinking it would be like three times well, that. Well, the yeah. reason it's that, I mean, still a hundred people standing in a room is a lot of people. That's true. And they're doing it and all it at night. Disneyland, yeah. California Adventure, not Disney World. Yeah. Okay. And okay. they start most of their shifts anywhere from like midnight to 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And they'll go right before the park opens. Yeah, a bunch of horticultural vampires. <laughs> in fact, if you if you watch some of the vlogs where they're they're like waiting in line at like 6 a.m., you can see the gardeners mm-hmm. wrapping up. They're snipping the last flower, getting the cans out of the way, and they're out. Yeah. So I have a little thing that I, I saw from someone that had a personal account of li- living next to Disneyland. And it says, uh, for a number of years, we lived near Disneyland. And I know firsthand that both Disneyland and Disney World are truly magical places for children of all ages. For gardening enthusiasts, they present a memorable feast for the eyes. The estimated landscaping cost for Disneyland alone is an astounding $1.69 million per day. (laughs) No. Yes, that's every day of the year. What? The, the horticultural teams teams work daily to make sure the flowers and l- landscapes are fresh. From the hanging pots along Main Street to the Mickey Mouse face that greets guests at the park entrance. And it's constantly changing. So you could be there one day and the flowers making a Mickey is like one color. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's Halloween and now everything's yep. got an orange hue to it. Yep. God, I want to know what they do with all those plants that they take <gasps> out. Dude. I, like... What do they do with them? I want them. Yeah, I want them. Yeah. Free plants. Yeah. Shoot, that's a great question. Maybe they're all, well, I bet they just destroy them. (laughs) That's a horrible thought. (laughs) I'm picturing them like puppies at the pound. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the worst, they're gonna be, like, making them into compost. True. But like, what happens when it's like you're not the perfect little peony or the petunia? So I found another article here that's... James is back. Sorry. There's another article here that's saying... Because that one just said 100 cast members. This one is saying 200. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know you know how things are. A Blogs lot. and... It's somewhere a in between. A literal it's crap ton of lot. people. Yes. And 
I think as of now, it's Luis Gomez is the leading landscaping team right. guy. Um, if you love gardening at night, Disneyland is the place to be. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah, so he started working at Disneyland as a part-time part gardener in 2012 and started in a management position three and a half years ago. That's funny. I read that quote earlier, and I didn't realize what he meant by that until you just said it. If you mm. like... Yeah. If you like gardening at night, Disneyland is your place. <laughs> so he says, like, they break it down into different categories. Uh, one of the ones is pick a theme. So each area of Disneyland has a different theme, which is evident in its landscaping. Adventureland is tropical. Tomorrowland is all about sustainability. So lots of fruits and veggies. And Fantasyland is full of whimsical pink and purple plants. Mm -hmm. Of um, course. Yeah, and even, like... Even within, even within those areas, certain rides and buildings have their own color schemes and themes. Spookier areas like Snow White Scary Adventures and Haunted Mansion use a lot of dark colors like red, burgundy, and dark purple. Hmm. Whereas like a small world relies on hot, uh, how do you pronounce to topiaries? Mm -hmm, topiaries. And geometric shapes to complete the style of the building. Um, yeah, so this guy, like if you want to look him up, he, he writes a lot of blogs and like first-hand accounts of working there pretty fascinating stuff i mean he went to school for this like he has a degree in it so it's not just mowing the lawn and yeah. picking weeds i mean this is highly thought out uh, what's his name again luis gomez luis gomez and what's his blog do you know the name of it uh so this was an interview in better homes and gardens uh -huh. and i think he's a repeat person on okay. there okay um, so if you just probably Google Luis Gomez, Better Homes and Gardens, Disneyland, you'd find him. And he talks about having to run everything through Imagineering. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, like, you pick a theme, you run it through Imagineering. Does it work for the environment? Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. You know, that actually just reminded me of um, when you were talking about gardening at night, and then you said Better Homes and Gardens. Do you remember that story Dad told us about um, his dad? Grandpa Mac, mm -hmm. he was featured in a Sunset Magazine article about gardening because he figured out how to level his lawn, his grass. Yeah, yeah. He was putting in grass and he had to level the ground before he planted the seed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he went out with a flashlight at night. To, yeah. And got down like on his hands and knees and sh like shown the flashlight across the dirt so you could see the to little make sure it was... the <laughs> shadows that's so cool <laughs> so Man. they used his skill his uh... crazy people yeah if you're like obsessive compulsive nighttime gardener well that's Disneyland just your place well that's what people say about Disneyland in general if you yeah. are <laughs> yeah obsessive compulsive or you just like people getting into things in a crazy degree like right. specific just like attention to detail off the charts, Disneyland is your place. Yeah. I mean, if you like design, if you like landscaping, dedication and creativity. Yeah, storytelling. Okay, so here's just a, a couple more stats I'm just going to throw you away. Before you do that, I was just going to say this. I was going to yeah. say this till the end, but this is go a ahead. perfect time yeah, since ahead. you recommended the Better Homes and Gardens Luis Gomez yep. Yep. Um, article. There's also one on d23.com that is a. Uh, Magical garden tips uh, from a Disneyland horticulturist. Oh, cool. Horticulturist? Yeah, that's horticulturist. right. Horticulturist. Uh, and it's with uh, Disneyland horticulturist Ryan Childs, and it's an interview. 
um, where he just gives you all these like really great behind the scenes tips. Cool. That's on d23.com. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then um, there's the plantsofdisneyland.com. So Sarah was saying that she was, you, you'll just tell me, you were in yeah, the park somewhere. I was in the line at Space Mountain and I remembered that someone had told me, and I know this now, but that someone had told me that all the plants in Tomorrowland are edible. And mm. I was like, well, what the heck is that? Because it was like a little pine tree looking thing. And I don't remember what it was, but I found it on the thing and it it was truly edible. Yeah, they have pictures and it breaks it down by the different lands, even lands that aren't there anymore. So it has a category of like a bug's land. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to theme out your garden <gasps> to look like a section of Disneyland, go to plantsofdisneyland.com mm. and get some inspiration. And if you live in Oregon, you're screwed because most of that stuff will not actually grow here. But. Correct. A, a good hashtag to follow on that subject is hashtag plants of Disney. And you can just go down the rabbit hole. Cool. There's a ton. Fun. Or plants of hashtag, you know, plants of Disney World, Disneyland, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So just a couple of facts. Um, the numbers. So a lot of Walt Disney World stuff, like I said up front. Total acreage of Walt Disney World Resort, 25,000. Yeah. It's Wait, unthinably what? big. Wait. That's five. It's five times the size of Disneyland and California Adventure. That sounds right. That does sound right. It goes on to say that's equal to 40 square miles or twice the size of Manhattan Island. That makes... We've been there. You're you're on a highway Mm -hmm. to get to other places. Yes. And it still says you're on Disney property. It seems like it's actually a lot bigger... It does. ...than that. Right. Because really, it's... I mean, you have to think of it like the... The spokes on yeah. a bicycle but think, wheel. Think, what is this? What was our house property about? What? It's a like a fourth of an acre. Fourth of one acre. Yeah. And we live in a pretty big plot for a suburban house. You live house. in a huge plot. Currently I mean, being used by me. Yes. For your, <laughs> for your landscaping. Okay. So, okay. Total acreage devoted to maintained landscapes and gardens. 4,200. The gardens of Walt Disney World Resort represent everything from a dry desert to a tropical rainforest. Number of roses planted in the landscape, nearly 13,000. <laughs> uh, removing spent blooms in the rose gardens requires a good day's work each week, more than 400, po- 400 hours per year just on the roses. Jeez. So this is where that money comes yeah, in. That we're yeah. like, how is it $1.6 million a day? That still do seems it. like too much. It does, but you know, um, I mean, it, there's tons of these. Like number of interior plants used each year, eight thousand five hundred. Uh, total number of plant species represented, more than three thousand. The species represent flora gathered from every continent except Antarctica. Uh, number of hanging baskets displayed at one time, more than eight hundred. <laughs> number of hanging baskets produced each year, about four thousand. Wow. Number of topiary, more than 200, as many as 20 different plants, flowers, mosses, and lichens are used to create topiaries. Total acres of maintained turf, 2,000. At three mowings a week, that adds up, that adds up to 45,000 mowings per... Wait, no. <laughs> that adds up to 45,000 mowing miles per year, or 18 trips around the earth at the equator. Holy crap. There's a, there's a really good YouTube channel where he covers, like, the this kind of stuff of Disney. Mm-hmm. The b- 
bonker level of detail. Yeah. And he did one just on mowing the grass at Walt Disney World. Not landscaping, not Where? this whole top. I can't even picture grass. It's I can. It's everywhere. Like, everywhere. Yeah. It's literally everywhere, especially there. Okay, yes, at Epcot. I can picture it at so Epcot. They have like policy on how to mow the grass at these parks, yeah. especially at Walt Disney World because they have all the wetlands that uh-huh. go everywhere, these alligators and crazy right. wildlife. They have to use, I think it was like a three feet buffer where you can't mow. Wow. So it, because it's part of wetlands and yeah. you can't chop up grass and send it into the gra- into the uh-huh. water. So I have to just let it grow. It also kind of encourages the wildlife to stay. Right. Yeah. If it's like perfectly mowed, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to waddle up. So there's like all these crazy these thought out things. These are my people, man. Dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, number of beneficial insects released to control plants, plant pests per year. 10.5 million. What do they do? Do they do like um, ladybugs or like... Uh, Praying mantis. What do they do? Yeah, it doesn't uh, specify, but like, for example, a single adult predatory beetle can eat up to 500 white fly eggs a day. So I'm going to get into that in a bit. The actually, mosquitoes? No, the ladybugs about, yeah. and non-stinging wasps oh, are okay. uh, bred at Walt Disney wow. World and Epcot. Okay. So I think you get the idea of the number. It's crazy. This, that's fascinating. And it's mostly at night. Yeah. So I am going to tell you guys about the living with the land. Yes, at loved Epcot. Um, so, well, before sorry, before you get into it, can we explain the attraction, or were you going to? I was like, going to the, the yeah. vibe. So, living with the land is equally bizarre and awesome. Um, <laughs> I would say that it's the most bizarre thing at Epcot, but it isn't. By far. No, there's several By that take it. By far, not the most bizarre it's, thing. It's up there, but yeah, no, no, there's definitely more bizarre. Epcot is um, chock full of weirdness. What's the weird one? The scientist guy? The figment? The figment yeah. one? Yeah. Hey, what is that? Hey. James <laughs> is starting some Disney turf World. wars oh, with no. the Walt Disney the World crew. People love that figment guy. I kind of love him too. I'm but glad I don't know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was fun to make fun of. So in a loving way. Mm-hmm. It's in the Land Pavilion of Epcot. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's called Living with the Land, and it's a dark ride on a boat that takes you through a greenhouse tour, and it's focusing on new technology used to make agriculture more efficient, sustainable, and environmentally friendly. This is up close to one of the entrances, right? It, like where the big yeah when you golf first come in towards is. the ball uh-huh. um, if you're coming up from the yes. world showcase yep. and you go into that Epcot part where the big ball is you go left okay that's right yeah just getting my bearings yep over by Soren yes and gotcha. almost as far over as where Figment is right okay it's actually past Figment I think. Depending on which way you're going. That is true. There's a lot of circular pathways. Yes. Yes. So you get on this boat, you go through these different biomes. um, And so you start in the forest biome. There's full on thunderstorms and lightning and it's really cool. And you're going two miles per hour. Yes. At best. And then you go through a tropical rainforest and then you go through the desert and then you go through American Prairie. And there's sound and lighting effects for all of them um, with heat, wind, mist, etc. 
to stim to simulate real weather conditions. It is that part is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I it's don't really remember cool. Any of that? I only remember the like experimental oh, like the garden lab. Part? Same, and, really. Uh, like the aquaponics thing. I was just like, oh my god. I remember everything that had to do with growing stuff. I do not remember going through biomes at yeah. All. I got See, nothing there. I, I do, but only after you brought it up. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. There's a whole thing before you get to that lab part. I mean, right. this was Epcot, and we were probably at one of the drinking. That's definitely <laughs> true. Locations yeah. prior to that. It's probably why I'm the only one that remembered. So. We were just like, hydroponics? Like, that yeah. finally snapped us yes. out of our, like, drunken stupor. <laughs> <laughs> so there's audio animatronics throughout this, sure and some of them were created for a never-built attraction called oh. Western River Expedition. Well, I want to do oh, that. Like Who the... knows what that's all about? I did not look further. I just had to tell you all about it. Gotcha. Um, so then after you've left these biomes, you go to the living laboratory. This is all still yes. on a boat. You're still floating at two miles an hour past stuff. Yeah. So you start out in the tropics greenhouse where they're growing things that you would find in the tropics, such as banana, jackfruit, papaya, yeah. etc. Uh, then you go through the aqua cell and this is fish farming, aquaculture. Yeah. This is where they're actually farming fish. Real. Real so apparently they tilapia, use Epcot. sturgeon, catfish, shrimp, American alligator, to name a few. And you they do harvest the seafood there, as well as the produce. Mm -hmm. And they serve this stuff in three of the restaurants in Epcot. That's pretty cool. So they serve it in the Sunshine Seasons, in the Garden Grill restaurant, and the Coral Reef restaurant. And I am going to talk about all three of those. Well, actually, I'm going to talk about two of them because one of them's lame and has nothing to talk about. But <laughs> I'm going to talk about two of those in a bit. Okay. So after you go through the aqua cell where you see all these fish being bred to be eaten by us, you go into the temperate greenhouse, which mm. used to be called the desert greenhouse. Yes. They're growing pumpkins, palmello, oh, cotton, yeah. millet, sunflowers. And then you go through the string greenhouse, which is mm -hmm. formerly the production greenhouse. And this is using innovative high-density techniques such as hydroponics or vertical growing, trellises. They, uh, one of their claims to fame is the tomato tree that produced 32,000 tomatoes in six months. Wow. That's I remember all of this so vividly. Insane. Yeah. They also, in this area, they uh, use molds to grow cucumbers and pumpkins in Mickey shapes. Uh-huh. Aww. So cute. <laughs> then you go through the creative greenhouse, where they're using unusual ideas, such as aeroponics. Um, aeroponics is really cool. This is where they have the roots exposed, and they're just misted with, like, mm -hmm. a high-nutrient liquid water. Um, H2O. It's water with added nutrients. Fancy water. So it's like Gatorade for plants. Right. Yeah. There's no growing medium. It's There's no soil. Yeah. There's no rocks. There's nothing holding these things. They're just kind of dangling. Their mm -hmm. roots are out in the air. There was a lot of that. It was very... Yeah. Something about it was super... Um, like Pandora yes. to me, where it was like very vertical, very dangly, totally droopy. I remember tiny. they had one of those and there was actually, it, they had it on a motor. So the whole thing was spinning yes. and that kind of bothered me for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they actually are using um, uh, the hydroponic systems too, where they've got um, the roots are in water 
in mm-hmm. a, a growing medium such as like uh, rocks or yeah. I guess I don't know what else you would use but Were all of these, I can only picture rocks are all these ways of growing food is this a realistic it's not like it's not just yes. for Walt Disney World to no. see what we so can do the school that I work at has a farm and we use all of these techniques crazy yeah we use not we haven't actually done any aeroponics but we've talked about it a lot with the students we do hydroponics which is um well hydroponics is actually using water with the nutrients mm. um and then aquaponics is where you actually use fish to put the nutrients into the water to oh, feed okay. the, so you feed oh, the fish and then the, the fish poop, poop is has all of the stuff that the, the plants need huh. and then the water gets sucked up into the area where the roots for the plants are and then the plants thrive Crazy. on that and so it's kind of a cool cycle and you end up you know in in large systems you can grow the plants as well as the fish wow and all you're doing is feeding the fish and you're just bonus you know I getting just, all that I just from... thought of <laughs> it's a little screwed up I just thought of a family I don't know from Europe or wherever come to america for the first time they go to walt disney world they're so stoked they want mickey they want rides they want adventure and vacation and they're like oh what's this living with a lamp uh, oh, let's go check it out they don't know anything about it yeah and then that happens i, I gotta just say that as an american i love it. i was still like wow wow what are <laughs> we here watching that's what but i love I about I, that's what i love I about it. walt disney world so they actually are using NASA hydroponic systems um, for extended length space journeys. Ah. So some of the stuff has been kind of modeled there. Gotcha. Um, and they grow tomatoes, squash, lettuce, basil, rosemary, cabbage, etc. in that creative greenhouse. And then let me go here. So in one year, they harvest up to 30 tons of produce. Whoa. Wow. That's usable a lot in that yeah, one space that's harvestable yeah that's so cool um the lab also has a biotech lab that's attached to the creative greenhouse it's a sterile research environment yeah there's a lot of that you know where you could see windows mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes they have usda scientists and in that uh biotech lab they actually have created these things called mickey's mini gardens and they're for sale at Epcot. What? And I did not see them while we were there. Gosh, but we I absolutely time. love that idea. I do not know what it is. I didn't look it up. Looking. It Imagine up right working now. there, being one of these scientists or whatever they are. Yeah. It, like that's where you go to work. You go <laughs> yes. up to an elevator, and you see these dingbat tourists going by all day. Yep. What a funny job that totally. must be. So the Disney's Disney Mickey's Mini Garden Dragon Fruit. Oh, okay. So it's like a... What is it? Is this something you can it's buy like, from here or do you have to get no, it while you're at the park? Well, it looks like you can buy it from here because... I think it's I like it. one of those things where like when you're at uh, DCA, when you're like, you can grow your own sequoia, like where it's like a, yeah. Little, oh, yeah. like a little container that's set up to get it to a place where it's like okay. viable. So they're, they're basically taking little plants and putting them in things so that you can take them home. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, this test tube contains a living plant that was not grown from seed, but from regeneration of cells from a parent plant. So this was a plant tissue, oh, like propagation, like clones. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Wow. 
Um, so as well as the biotech lab, we have the integrated pest management lab. Yes. And it's an entomology lab. They raise beneficial insects for use all over Walt Disney World, um, not just Epcot. And uh, it's not visible from the ride, but you can take the behind the seeds walking tour. What is it called? Behind the seeds. Behind the seeds. Okay. S e e d s. I, I thought maybe you, you mispronounced nope. it. Nope. Behind so cute. the seeds. How do, why? Why? What? I don't think they had that going on when we were there. Mm. But I'm pretty sure my friend Amy and her husband Aaron did this one. Oh, because of COVID sure. or something? Yeah. Because no, I remember her telling COVID. me that if you have the opportunity to take the tour, and I thought she was talking about living with the land, and I was like, okay, whatever, and I did it, and now I know that there was more. But I don't oh. think we even had that option. Because yeah. it's a walking tour, yeah. so... They and really we, and we looked at everything too. Yeah. We, we're, well, I say yes. we, producer Ash made an Excel spreadsheet yep. with every attraction at all of the parks for us to vote on whether we needed to go, right. wanted to go, or eh. Yep. <laughs> so to wrap up the Living with the Land, I mentioned that I would tell you about these two restaurants. Yes. Um, the Sunshine Seasons one is. I don't have anything exciting to tell you about it, so I'm just not going to. That's fair. Except that apparently they use at least the produce. Okay. But uh, the Garden Grill is a rotating restaurant what? that rotates through the different biomes of Living with the Land. What? What? And it has a Chippendale character parade right now because what? how did we not usually know about this? it's like a chippendale character dining experience but because of the covid situation COVID. they parade oh. through like the beast did when we went to the beast thing it's in that big building that yeah. has soren and everything yep uh, so we did see that i don't think it was but it's not in that it may not area. have been open i don't think we it there. was open the coral reef one was yes so that one looks cool the coral reef restaurant is um also uses the produce and the seafood from the Living with the Land This labs. is the one that has that big aquarium. Yeah, we yep. almost did that one. Yeah, It okay. has underwater views yeah. of the seas with Nemo and friends. Aww. There are over 2,000 sea creatures, and it has enough water to fill 54 Olympic swimming pools. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. I always, said it's, I always think it's funny when they... They advertise it as like Nemo and friends. Right. And then you go and eat Nemo and his yeah. friends. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no. It's very I confusing agree. for little kids. I mean, hey. Hey. If you're going to eat fish, you're going to eat meat. You should know that it had a face and uh, a mother. I agree. Yeah. Did you see that thing the other day? I forget who posted it. I think it was probably an Instagram account, Adults Love, or Adults Love Disney or uh -huh. something like that. Good account. Where it was, uh, if Nemo was like a real life thing. Then Marlin, the dad, would have changed sexes and mated with Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Science. Oh, very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. I like Disney's version of nature a lot better. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. So, yeah. That's uh, that's all I have to tell you about living with the land. Wow. Uh, we loved that attraction. Yeah. It was really yeah. cool. I wish we'd had more time because I would have liked to go on it again just to mm -hmm. like go, okay, now I know what it is. Now I'm paying attention. Well, and part of the balance of going to these parks is knowing to find that balance. You mm -hmm. know, you need to find the peace. You need to find those moments where you could sit down, mm -hmm. enjoy some air conditioning, chill out. Totally. Just zone out for a second, be entertained. And that's what these attractions are for. Yeah. I'm not good at that. 
unless I'm sitting on a ride that I cannot get totally. off of. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. Like, so. I just sit on a park bench and watch the world go by. That's tough with you maniacs. Yeah. You guys are I'm not going to do it. Fast pass. I'm like, come on, we can go sit on whatever else and yeah, rest back to the your hotel. Feet. Yeah, well, yeah. like if we're going to rest, let's get on an attraction oh, yeah, totally. and rest. Get on and can we at least world. get on the train or something? And can we please get a snack and a man. beverage? Yes. Well, I hope that everyone else enjoys talking about plants as much as we do. That was actually really. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Yeah. Me too. No, it's it is a it's a part of the Disney Park experience that is so overlooked. I think mm-hmm. even amongst people like us, hardcore Disney Park fans. But I think you know it's it's so easy to keep talking about the attractions and what Walt did. And like that's all stuff we love. But let's let's get into the details here. Well, There's that's our... what makes Disney different. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... That's it. So have you ever seen the, the videos where they take the laugh track out of like a Friends episode? Right. And yeah. you're like, what am I watching? Yeah. This isn't even remotely humorous. No. I don't think that it would be the same, but imagine taking all of the, those oh, details yeah. out oh, of Disneyland. Yeah. That's where you, you get just be Six like, Flags. I'm at the fair. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And no matter what you're interested in, like art landscaping architecture like there's just there's a there's crazy rabbit holes to go down mm-hmm. at the disney parks totally. yeah exactly music there's something for everyone food like we always say yep mm-hmm. well that that was i mean you that that deserves many episodes that deserves a whole deep dive on like even sub topics within this topic so uh, it's kind of crazy we hadn't talked about that before. We're nearly 50 episodes in. Especially That's... this group. I know. Between the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Especially between the two of you. I'm not quite the green thumb like you guys are. Yeah. I am in theory. I just don't do any of it anymore. I just watch other people do it. Ashley's like all about it. I she, was. Like homesteading vlogs yeah. on YouTube. YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. What is wrong with me? I know. My garden at home looks so sad. It's just cardboard yeah. i just put cardboard down hey you know hey that's ha- what that's when what our it looked house like flooded, three weeks ago yeah i had my whole thing was completely full of beautiful tomatoes and everything and then just life got bad and i put cardboard over all of our plants with the intention of putting some like fresh soil down <laughs> and some compost and then i just didn't so it is just cardboard well you still well, got time yeah it's early only may. it's early may right now it's true i could throw some compost down and plant right into that and be good to go yep yeah did it did they cover just one last thing did anyone come across the mosquito control at walt disney world no but i think those stinging wasps or non-stinging that must be wasps, part of it yeah they okay. eat them because I haven't actually heard the explanation for that. I just have heard yeah. that they've dealt with it. Because in that area, there's mosquitoes. Oh, for sure. Speci- a like, plenty. Yeah, specifically where that park is. I got one mosquito bite the whole time we were there. I didn't I get mean, any. And they love my blood. I get eaten alive in my own backyard. Me yeah. too. Yep. So, and we didn't have any bug spray. Yeah. Nope. So it definitely, there's something going on. I mean, there's even there's even mosquitoes in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And somehow there isn't when you're at Disneyland. See, I would make a, a Lilo and Stitch reference right now, but since you've never Sorry. seen it, Sorry. those God. of you who do know it, picture me saying, God. look, a mosquito has chosen me as her perch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you know what I just thought of? This, like, okay, just a quick, just a quick subtopic of this topic. Think of like Radiator Springs, Cars Land, where it's 
specifically Radiator Springs, all the rocks and stuff like that, it's obviously fake rock. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to ruin the magic for you guys. It is. It is. If you ever watched the construction of that, it's wild. Yeah. They they form all that with like metal steel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can see the back end of it from Catella or whatever. It's depressing. Yeah, from the convention center. I hate, I, I refuse to look at that. When I went to NAM, that music conference, I was there for four days and all, I kept look, seeing it and then looking away quickly. It's like, I don't want to see <laughs> no. that. Anyway, when you're there, it doesn't feel like there's Anaheim Convention Center within throwing distance. No. No, it feels like you're in the middle of Arizona or Utah, Monument Park or something like that. And, you know, even within that, there is some plant life. It doesn't seem like it, but there is. Some of it's man-made, some of it's not. But that is kind of part of this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. Imagineering goes way beyond, you know, uh, how, how they do the storytelling in an attraction. It's the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. And it just blends in. Even for the hardcore fan, you start forgetting that. That there are species of birds that live at Radiator Springs now. Do yes. you know that? They yep. have nests in these yep. rocks. Totally. Whole generations of birds that have been born and died mm-hmm. in this one little land. Yeah. Because they see it as a desert. They exactly. see it as the same. I mean, it's 100 <laughs> degrees there every day. Right. And it looks like a desert. There's and these, popcorn everywhere. Yeah. There's real lizards <laughs> running around. There's uh-huh. real, like, roadrunners. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's really cool. There's it a whole is. bat species that flies under that tunnel and stuff every night. Cute. That's so cool. I mean, that's, that is beautiful stuff. Yep. I just thought of that out of nowhere. So hey, I want to talk about Well it. done, Disney. Yeah, no kidding. God, that was a fun one. It's game time. Oh, yeah, it's game whoop, time. Whoop, whoop. Okay, I have a game for you guys. All right. It's a throwback to a Mark, what's his name? The guy with the, sp- the spiky hair, McGrath. Okay. That, From Sugar Ray? Uh-huh. <laughs> The reality show, Don't Forget the Lyrics. Okay, okay. Okay. So I've got a bunch of songs here prepared with lyrics and the audio. Okay. I'm going to have you do a sudden death, some kind of uh, rock, paper, scissors, or something to decide who gets to go first. Okay. And you'll get to pick your poison. Okay. You don't have to sing. You just have to remember the lyrics. Okay. Okay. Well, good, because I'm not singing. Good. So what are we doing? Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, ready? Is it just sudden death? California You guys choose. First one. If, if you win this okay. first round, okay. you win. All right, ready? Okay. <laughs> God damn it, Sarah. Oh, 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 she outdid me. I got scissors. He had paper. Okay, Sarah, you get to pick your poison. Oh, shoot. Can I see the poison? No. Oh. Not yet. Okay. They got me Something, something. I tried to pick more well-known ones. Um, part of your world. <laughs> so, wait, I'm, am I picking? I'm picking it for him. For you. For me. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. And then what happens? You. I'm gonna play, play it, and then I'm gonna stop, and we're gonna see if she knows the lyrics. Okay. Okay. And then I'll play it again. Stop. Just you know. Okay. Generally torture her for a minute. Okay, let's try this. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Oh, come on. 
<laughs> so so she has to now sing the she doesn't have to sing it she just has to or, know or she has to know the lyrics after that oh my god the I could sing along with it everything no it's not yet it's not I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty right. I've got it's not it's galore no it's oh um oh yeah, oh treasures yeah. untold look at this trove some, yes look at that's untold. it look at this trove treasures untold actually that's how not many fair. secrets how many some things can one cavern hold <laughs> <laughs> what is it how many some things can something secrets <laughs> some secrets how many treasures. treasures? Didn't I already say treasures? Or how many wonders? How many Sorry. wonders can one cavern hold? How many secrets? Okay. Looking around here, you'd think, gee, no, <laughs> something. She's got everything. Sure. That's sure. pretty close. She's got everything. Okay. Right. Why oh, don't you rate it? Shut. Instead of saying yes or no, give her, I don't know, that's however you want to do give it. Give a percentage. Okay. I got a yeah. Um. That's like a 8.5 out of 10, right? For our standards, I uh okay yeah okay. I'll I'll give you I'll give you a seven. <gasps> She's a tough grader. Oh yeah. My God, I have no hope. No nope. oh boy. I'm terrible with lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I can get the melody down. Will you please make them up though? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make them up. Good, good. Make them up. <laughs> okay. Now. All right. Getting over here. All right. To James. Crack these nooks. Nooks. Okay, you get to pick. Um, let's do Prince Ali. That's a hard one. Yeah, no kidding. Is it? <laughs> it's fast. Is it really? It is really hard, isn't it? <laughs> too oh, late. No. It's too late. <laughs> oh, I didn't consider the speed of the song. <laughs> I thought of one part and I was like, I got it. Prince Ali. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Fabulous he. It's like I got this. There's like four words. Gosh dang it. James is so terrified right now. <laughs> Long intro. This is the part James knows. That wasn't gonna be wreath. Obviously, Alibaba, strong, ten thousand men. Something. <laughs> I'm miming to him, and he's still not getting. No, I don't get it. Strong as ten thousand. No, strong as ten regular. Man. Man, something else. Definitely. Definitely. See, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. He. He's talented bag. <laughs> he painted the panty from the hoods. <laughs> he's talented bad guys with swords. 
<laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants. Oh, she's big. I switch swords. Okay. Come on, some fun, fun, fun. He, I'm a lovey. So he gets what, like a nine? I'm gonna give you. Oh, I got this, man. I just won this game. <laughs> you got the voice down. Oh <laughs> I'm gonna give you a six for having the voice down. I've watched this movie so maybe more than any other Disney movie, and I don't know anything. Okay, we'll do one more uh, round each. Okay. I don't know like Nirvana lyrics. I know. <laughs> I don't know any anything. I'm gonna say Beauty and the Beast. Okay. I feel like I know that one, but I also think I probably don't. <laughs> yeah, that might be hard. See, that's not entirely fair because she's just picking Beauty and the Beast, not a specific song. What's well, the song? Beauty you could have picked it. Mm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and also, Beauty and the Beast is a song. Yeah. Oh, I guess it is. Isn't this tale as old as time? Yes. That is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. But yes. Good. It does start with that. Because I don't remember a song called Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know what it is, but I know the movie really well. <laughs> Oh, I'm screwed. She's mouthing every word. Just a little change. Oh, wait. <laughs> Small to say the least. <laughs> Neither one prepared. Oh, come on. Wait, yes. Uh, something, something scared. Neither one prepared. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, just a little scared? Nope. Something. Both a little Both scared. Both a little scared. Neither one prepared Beauty and the Beast. She needs more than that, right? You guys made me go through a bag. Well, you just kept going. That was on you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Also, your seven points for what you did was was all me. (laughs) Oh, I gave him six points. Oh, Oh, six. No, that's that's not first style. Oh, it's true. Oh, that's not true. (laughs) You're like looking at me and I'm doing strong. And you're like, ten. And then you go, you're like regular. (laughs) Regular. And you're like, ten thousand Pick men. <laughs> so, what are you giving her for that pile of trash? I'm gonna give her an eight. Oh, <gasps> this is rigged because she missed that line, so this she doesn't get a rigged. perfect score, but she did know it. Okay, I'll do a whole new world. Okay, I- I'm feeling jazzy. Mini jazz mini. Yeah, a jazzy mini, a mini that's jazzy, jazz mini. Wow. I'm gonna make that a shirt. It's gonna be a mini. Playing a saxophone. With jazz hands. With jazz hands. Wearing jasmine J- pants. Wearing jasmine pants. Jasmine. Bearing her midriff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I got this. He's in the bag. You guys are so screwed. Yep. Yep. Oh, come on. <laughs> I can open your butt. 
tell you what. Sarah's just mouthing I, everything. I don't to know him. anything. I you need me to give. I need the chorus, man. A whole new world. <laughs> he, I don't know. I, I haven't got nothing. I don't know. Take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under. Magic carpet ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So nine. <laughs> nine point. Nine point five. Uh, I'm just gonna say that Sarah won. Perfect score. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. that's. I'm gonna give it's a you a little one-sided. I'm gonna give you another six. Yeah. Because I still kicked your butt, even with that. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you guys. Play by the rules. Play by the rules. By by dumb person rules. Yeah. Well, thanks for obliging me. Mm. For obliging. We'll do this again. So maybe. Oh, fun. I like that one. When you're listening to Disney music, maybe you should start listening to the lyrics. Hey, we have a a game time idea from our nieces and nephew. They want to come and quiz us. Mm. They are. They're putting together some trivia to try to stump us. Yeah, it's going to be all it's these... It's going to be so easy to stump us. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, so easy. But it'll be fun. Well, they're going to do, like, obscure movies that I don't know about. Uh, it's like going to be their generation Brother Bear or something? Like, I've never seen it. Or, like, I don't know. You know, stupid movies that I've never seen. I'm just... I don't know. It depends. Are they going to do movie, Disney movie trivia? I think trivia? their plan is to just do general Disney trivia. To All try right. to stump those of us who claim to be experts. We don't. don't. Well, this will be great because I, I bet that be people fan. that listen to this will know better than us. For sure. Yeah. And they'll get to laugh at us and <laughs> yeah. yell at their phone or their yeah. car. Right. Yep. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed that segment, that game that I just beat Sarah at. Guys. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the thing we just did where I, yeah. I won Oh yeah, the game? Okay, I was just checking. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, let's move on to the weekly Disney Independent Recommend Content Pick of the Week. The stuff that we recommend, the things that we checked out every week. <laughs> every week. You want to go first, Ash? I'll do it. Do it. My pick is a documentary that you can find on HBO called Class Action Park. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have seen that, and it is awesome. <laughs> it I is great. I have not seen this. I first heard about this on My Favorite Murder, actually. Mm-hmm. So it covers this New Jersey theme park called Action Park. And it was basically just this guy that was able to source money and just hire a bunch of psychopaths to just build crap for him, for his crazy vision. So it's the thing that I'm recommending it for is that it's the exact polar opposite of what <laughs> Walt Disney did. Yes. There's no mm-hmm. intention... There's no safety. There's no theming. There's no wow. layers. It's just he just, just a dreams up vision. something crazy. Yeah, like there's this loop de loop of a water of a water slide, slide that he used to just pay kids that worked at the park like a hundred bucks if they would just go down it. And it, so I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but let's just say so he's paying kids to go down this to test test ride this loop-de-loop water slide lots of broken bones Mm -hmm. um and then people started getting like these abrasions and scrapes all over their body because they had people had lost teeth that were embedded into oh my god the (laughs) loop-de-loop and they were getting cut by it that is a nightmare that's what i was gonna say if you hadn't said it that sounds like an like a real nightmare Yeah. yeah 
You want your teeth fall out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Into and the hot. side of a water slide. <clears throat> wow. And it's really funny seeing, like, um, so you know how in Tomorrowland they used to have, like, it's like bumper boats that they would have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had those there. And the parallels between what Disney was doing at a similar time yes. versus what they were doing is just insanity. So it's around the same time. <clears throat> yes. And there's a lot of uh, comedians, like famous comedians that are on there that talk about it. And it's really funny to hear them talk about like growing up and like it, it was just it was run by teenagers built yeah. by completely <laughs> unqualified people. Sure. Not engineers. No oversight of any kind. Sounds- Great. And like the <laughs> Where whereabouts what was this? New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, you said that. In the seventies. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like the name insinuates there were a lot of lawsuits that came from yes. this. <laughs> but I mean, he the guy that owned the place, I'm forgetting his name now because I watched this a while back, but he his his tactic was to just let the lawsuits come and he would just throw money at them and just not do anything and people would <laughs> give up. And it just kept going on. It just kept happening, and no one said no for so long. How long was it around? Oh, God. Too long. Yeah. They had a line of ambulances just waiting to take people. Like, there was never a time where there wasn't an ambulance waiting for the next victim. I mean, like, five years, ten years, twenty years? I don't know. I was thinking it was, like, at least a decade or something. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. But it started mid-50s, early 60s, something like that? Yeah. Wow. There's a really great clip that I prepared, but I didn't edit it down. Um, I'll just show you later. Cool. And just watch it. It's a short, fun, hilarious documentary, and you'll just appreciate Disneyland all the more. (laughs) Well, that's very fitting for the show. Hey, for once, recommended content's actually fitting for our audience. Yeah. Hey. That's pretty cool. Well, mine's not. Here we go. Awesome. <laughs> no, it, it is. It's it's happy. It makes me feel good. We've been rewatching the series, the Hulu. I think it's a, um, no, it's a Fox original series. That's what it is. Now it's available on Hulu, and that is Last Man on Earth. Mm, have you seen it. that before? I have not. <laughs> oh my god! I love it so really? much. It's so funny. Like so so funny. Who is in it? Will Forte mm-hmm. is the main okay. guy. <clears throat> he's in Mag- uh, MacGruber. If you ever watch MacGruber, yeah, no, I know Will Forte. He's awesome. And, and the Kristen v- Schaal. Kristen Schaal. Okay, she's the voice of yeah. The what's her name? Louise. Louise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. January. Yeah, a bunch of other people. January Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The blonde from Mad Men. It's also really weird seeing um, a virus take out the entire population. Yeah, that's the story. Is he's the last man on Earth, and for two years he's just a degenerate piece of garbage like lays in a margarita pool he's so depressed and just <laughs> he's he talks to like uh inanimate objects uh-huh. and stuff yeah he was he was watching uh what is that called <clears throat> uh yeah Wilson! yeah he's watching uh castaway <laughs> yeah and making fun of tom yeah. hanks like you don't talk to balls that's not what they're that's there not... for and then it's like, like cut six to, months like, later yeah six yeah. months later and he has a so herd alone. of balls that are all his friends <laughs> yeah and this doesn't ruin anything because it's in the trailer. By okay. the end of the first episode, she shows up. Oh, okay. okay. And then hilarity ensues from there. It's yeah. it's so well done. Great. And it and it takes like it takes left turns in a way that you wouldn't expect. You mm-hmm. know, like being the last man on earth, and now you're the last woman on earth. Like 
what would happen in right. that scenario. Totally. It, it goes in different. It's so it's so good. It's so funny. And he's the perfect kind of like um, garbage person that yeah. you root for, but then you don't but root for then him. You absolutely, okay. like he and deserves everything bad that happens to him. Yeah, you yeah. want things to go well for him, and then you're just like, no, you're a, no, you yeah. you're a horrible person. You, you deserve, deserve badness, right? <laughs> Okay, I yeah. will definitely give that a Very a easy look. to watch. It's very funny. Give it a, good a watch. Good look. Give, give it a, a good old peeper. I'll give it a gander. Give it yeah. a gander. Well, I have a really quick animal hero of the week. All right. Uh, this one I found on Reddit, as I tend to find my animal content. It comes from CBC, the Canadian, I don't know, news organization. Sure. Canadian Broadcasting Channel. The I'll title right. of the article is Hundreds Lose Internet Service in northern bc after beaver chews through cable that little <laughs> bastard so here he is there he is Look what he's he a did. little rapscallion he chewed through a fiber cable at multiple points causing the internet to go down on that saturday a while back affecting service to customers in tumblr ridge bc what a jerk and it's great because it was back on by sunday afternoon so people weren't too put out no. yeah <laughs> I uh, have no idea how often this is part of her day. Uh-huh. I love it. It's a, a very, quote-unquote, very bizarre and uniquely Canadian turn of events. <laughs> uniquely Canadian. So, beaver that took out the internet in BC, I salute you. I salute we you. We salute you, beaver. Good job. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that came out. No, it's, uh, were you not thinking that the whole time? Beaver, Not just Beaver the way you said it. Beaver takes out the internet and takes down the internet. No, it wasn't until you saluted it. <laughs> Why would that make you think of that? I don't know. We salute your beaver. Salute your beaver. Well, so, you know, salute your Canadian beaver. There you go. That's, oh, no, yeah. just, no. that's the message of the entire episode. Yeah, we just really want to celebrate beaver on this episode. <laughs> Well, especially internet. Got away from us. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, Whoa. Pull it back All in. All right. Sorry. Well, thanks for listening to the show. You know how to support the show. You know what to do. Tell a friend. Become a Patreon supporter if you want. You know, we work hard. You got to keep these mics hot. Ashley needs your support. I do. Yeah. We're out Personally. of whiskey. Yeah, we're yeah. out of whiskey. Sarah brought over a bag of original goldfish. Which are far superior to the cheddar goldfish. Far. So good. And it's almost gone now because we've eaten almost all of them. I so. brought them yeah. over as a gift and then ate half the bag. So if so. you don't want us to starve. Yeah. Or to maybe miss out on show. whiskey. Yeah. Leave a review. That's Keep. how you can get the goldfish going. Yeah. We don't want to be sober or hungry. Keep no. the goldfish swimming. swimming. Ah. Nice. Keep swimming. Thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you real soon. soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.